0: I feel high energy right now, which is good. Um, So, today on the podcast, I'm going to be going over how to break down a binge. And the reason you might want to do that is because it can help you learn for next time uh, to not be in such a panic after you binged and purge. A lot of people, that time they're spiraling, they feel awful. They feel like it's the end of the world, end of the recovery, they're relapsing, whatever. So I'm going to show you how to break down your binges so you can learn from it instead of letting yourself spiral and make it mean that you're just an utter failure. And it's what I do with all my clients and anyone I talk to about binging. And it's really highly valuable. So that's what the podcast episode is going to be. Um it's good to talk to you guys. Also, I feel like I haven't talked to you in a while because the past few podcasts have been clips from other things. Um, So hi, how are you? I hope that you're doing well. I just filmed a bunch of reels and this week in particular, uh, I always feel silly after filming reels because I like to do skits and stuff like that. It's fun. It's where you get to get some humor out. Um, And I feel like reels is a really easy way to do that. So I'm always in a good mood after reels, even though I never want to do them once I start Batching them, it's fun. But this week, actually, I have to batch a ton of podcasts and do a bunch of work. My boyfriend's away. So I have the whole week to myself, and I'm just taking it to be workaholic because in a month and a half, really, we're moving and I'm not gonna have time to record podcasts or make any content. So I'm getting out of business. But the reason that I'm telling you guys all of this is because. Last week, I was completely unproductive. Right now, I feel very highly productive and motivated. I'm doing everything on my calendar. It's great. But last week, it felt like it was everything I could do just to get on my phone call appointments with my clients and post semi-regularly. And I was, you know, as always, whenever you're in that mood, you're always like, am I... Am I going to be like this forever? I need to keep pushing myself because if I don't keep pushing myself, then I'll just never recover from this slump that I'm in. Oh my God. But really, that week, I just, I must have really needed the extra rest and things like that. I mean, needed the extra time. And my brain, as hard as I was trying to push it, just needed to take a break. And now I feel like I'm thinking really clearly. Sometimes it's not always, you know, more rest. There may be something else at play, but a lot of times I find that those periods where I'm not functioning very well and I just need time it's better if i just give myself that time which is why i took the weekend off from posts and stuff like that i just gave myself some space and now i feel 110% so for any of you guys going out there who are you know struggling feeling bleh, and feeling like you're never ever going to get over it just give yourself some time you might actually come through just give yourself the rest that you need the time patience um other than that I hope you guys enjoy this uh, podcast. The only other thing that I'd say is I made a new free course. So for those of you guys that you know, have always wanted to join my program, but you haven't been able to afford it for whatever reason, or you just are kind of skeptical, you want to join, or you just like all my stuff, whatever... I made a free bulimia breakup course. It's a three video course, and it gives you a whole lot of value packed up into these, not short videos, they're like 20, 10 to 20 minutes long, depending on the video, but there are a lot of valuable content content in there for free. It'll teach you, the mindset and things that you need uh, pre-actions in recovery that you need to take. It'll teach you how not to binge and purge, the exact process I teach in my course, just a condensed version. Um, And then it teaches you how to process failure and like what happens afterwards, how to keep on going. So it's a highly, highly valuable free thing that I'm giving out. And if you're interested in that, you can just check the podcast description below. Should be my Instagram bio on my, my website too. So go to any of those places and you can find it if you're struggling, I highly recommend that you check that out, especially with binging and purging. So if someone uh, came to me and they had just binged and purged, usually they're in a state, especially if they've just binged and purged. If it's been like a day or two, they're a little bit calmer, but generally they're just like in disarray. They feel like they're such a failure. They feel like they're never going to be able to recover. And they feel also like there was nothing they could have done. I, I hear that time and time again, I'm not saying that they're wrong, but every time I talk to someone in the beginning, they're always like, there's no way I could have stopped it. There's nothing to be done. Um, I'm just a hopeless case. And then after we're done talking through the process, I'm going to talk with you now. They're always like, I can see what could have changed and how I can do things differently next time and they leave hopeful. So if you're in that state right now, or you think back to the last time you binged your thoughts about it, you're normal, you're a normal person. And that makes sense. And it is a jarring event. Not only is binging and purging, it takes a toll on you physically. So you're not thinking properly because of that. Um, but it's, and it's very emotional. Uh, but then all the thoughts you have attached to it, make it even worse. All the guilt and drama you have around it is an issue. So the first thing I, I tell people all the time is like, it's okay. It's all right. Let's talk about it. Let's see what could have happened. But first of all, what are your thoughts on it? And I ask them that because I want them to just get it out. Like, what are they thinking? What are their biggest fears? That sort of stuff. And we talk through a little bit of how it's not the end of the world. We move on pretty quickly, but I I try to make it a safe space for them and try to walk them through of you just mentioned purge. I never, when someone comes to a call, I'm like, (gasps) oh, I can't believe you binge and perch. How dare you? I thought we discussed last week that you weren't going to. I'm always like, okay, all right. Okay, well, well, what happened? You know, I'm just very casual. And so I invite you, you can't have another person in the room while you're talking about this. You're doing this process to yourself. But the first thing I invite you to do is kind of take inventory of. Okay, it's all right. We just binged and purged. I always say this, but you know, you didn't get a puppy. There's nothing morally wrong. There's nothing ethically wrong with binging. Yes, it has negative consequences. So does purging, but it's not like you did anything that deserves the shame that you're bringing to yourself. Even if you said you weren't going to do it and you did it, it's all right something happened that created it. There was maybe actions you could have taken differently, circumstances that could have been changed, emotions that you could have processed better, whatever. We'll figure that out. But just know that you don't need to be so harsh with yourself and you just bench and purge. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, it's not good, but it's not a life or death sentence. Immediately, it will be okay. So the first thing I'd say is forgive yourself and try to calm yourself down and remind yourself it's not the end of the world. The shame that you're bringing on yourself isn't really helping you anyway. The second thing I usually do with people is I say, well, tell me what happened, what went on, give me specific examples. Because I always tell people the more specific you can get, the better. So we don't talk about, usually sometimes we'll talk about a broad overview of situations, but I try to get them to be talking about one specific situation. Because even though that situation doesn't cover all their binges, it doesn't cover every single scenario, you can still learn a lot by just looking at this one controlled setting. And the things you learn in it can be applied to other scenarios. So even though you're like Jacqueline, I could tell you a million different scenarios. I binge, I binge and purge all day long, and none of them are the same. That's okay. Just pick one. Just pick the last time you binged and purged, the one that's freshest in your mind and try to go over what you remember. And sometimes people, usually what they do when I ask them this question is they're like, well, I, um, we were going to have dinner and I was thinking I had an opportunity to binge. I knew I did because people were gone, but um, I said, we're not going to do it. And then I, then I went to make dinner and then I had too many carrots and I started binging. And it was, it was all over. And so that you can see how that's very brief. It's somewhat specific, more specific than when some people tell me, but it's still very brief and very vague. And so what I do is I'm like, okay, all right, that's good to know. So tell me about where you were before you started binging, what was happening before the moment where you started binging. And that question is very, um, Carefully asked that way because I want to jog their memory. Sometimes I'll even ask people, Where were you sitting or where were you standing? Where, what was the physical location of where you were before you went to go binge? And even though that location isn't always relevant, what helps them is that they start remembering, Oh, I was, um, I was sitting in the living room, uh, on the sofa, and I'm um, hmm why did I get up from the sofa? If I was there, how did I, how did that transition happen? Then they can start to think what was going on in my head during that time. So first to make this clear, first, I want you to get specific on what were the neutral circumstances? Where were you? What time was it? Um, what exactly was the occurrence of events? And then after you've written down all the neutral things, like what you ate, even you can write down those sort of things where you were, what happened, what time was it? Um, how did you binge? like did you go to the grocery store? Did you just raid the fridge? But then after that get specific of, you know, when did you know you were binging? And why did you know you were binging? What happened What was happening exactly before you knew that you were binging? What made you get up out of your chair to go do that? And what we typically find is that there are certain things brought up at that point. Generally, sometimes they, uh, like this one specific example of the carrot thing, this person actually, she I thought she had had dinner and then started binging. Turns out as we broke it down further, She started snacking before dinner because she was really hungry because she actually didn't eat enough that day. So she was really hungry, started snacking the carrots, felt like she ate too many carrots, and then suddenly felt like, well, I've already messed up, so we might as well go further because we know we're going to purge. And so using that as an excuse and gateway to, well, let's just binge, let's just do whatever. We have this room, we have this opportunity, it's fine. Um, So as you start asking yourself more specific questions, you can start to jog your memory. And a key question asked after that is, what were you thinking during that time? And not in a mean way, none of this is judgmental. Ask yourself in a very judgment-free way, what was going through your head? If you don't remember, that's okay. Try to take a guess. And then next time you're in that situation, be observant of what you hear, what thoughts are convincing you, because generally what creates binge, binges, is circumstance. So there's influences going on through your life. Maybe you're stressed, maybe you didn't eat enough, whatever. And then there are thoughts that usually are pushing you towards certain things. So this person, she already knew that that night she was going to have an opportunity to binge. So the seed was planted in her head. And she said, no, 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 we're not going to do that. But then she started mindlessly snacking before dinner on the carrots because she was really, really hungry. And then after she had all the carrots, she was like, fuck it. We aren't going to be able to come back from this for whatever reason, she was thinking. So we're going to have to binge. So that was her key point. And here's where I want you to look into your binges and try to find the point where you could have turned back where you felt like you had the strength to do something different. For her, it was two key points. When she started snacking on the carrots and when she had finished all the carrots. I think both of those points could have been a moment for her to stop pause and observe and think, do I want to keep on going and headed in this direction? Do I want to turn on and do something else? Because like I always say, I think in one of the very first episodes I did on this podcast, I talk about how binging is like you're getting on a roller coaster or you're getting on a train. It's much easier to jump off that train or get off that roller coaster if it hasn't even started moving yet. Once it started moving, it's a lot scarier, a lot harder because momentum is building. It's going, it's going fast. What you need to do in binging is keep looking for opportunities where you could have paused, where you could have turned back, where you hadn't quite made the full decision of we're binging, either subconscious or conscious. For her, it was when she had those thoughts of we've already eaten so many carrots, so might as well. That's a point where you want to have maybe counter thoughts or get curious about those thoughts. and am like, what do you mean we might as well binge? Why is eating a lot of carrots now an excuse to purge and then now an excuse to binge? What are the thoughts there that are driving you and why? Here's another question. Ask yourself, why are those thoughts not actually true or why do they not make sense? And I know a lot of people say to me, like, I get that it's, you know, logically understandable, but in the moment I don't. And when people say that, I'm always kind of like, I think that there's part of you that still believes them part of you that um, possibly agrees with them. So if you're thinking that, or you're like, I know it doesn't make sense, still write down those thoughts that you're having. Write it down or say it out loud to yourself and then ask yourself, what about this doesn't make sense and dismantle your own arguments. There's lots of value in seeing your thoughts written out on paper and seeing how they don't make sense. Sometimes when they're in your head, For me, at least, it's very hard for me to argue with my own logic. I really need to write them down or understand it. Um, Understand it clearly, see it on paper, I'm a very visual person. So that's the benefit of that. But really ask yourself, how does this not make sense? Why am I still agreeing with this? Is this a good enough reason? Um, And then also um, her other point was when she even just had the carrots. I think that would have been a moment for her to realize I'm kind of mindlessly snacking. I think what I need to do is have myself an actual dinner right now, instead of just eating carrots, she should have just had a full plate of food because she was legitimately hungry and she did not eat enough. So it makes sense why she was grabbing. But a a common situation with binging is when people start mindlessly eating and suddenly they feel like they've eaten too much. They don't know what they've eaten. And so then they're like, well, I don't know what I've eaten. I've already messed up. We might as well. It's like any excuse right, to do that. Um, And I say excuse lightly. I know that like it's hard in this situation, but I'm saying your brain justifies it through using those reasons. So all of these are valuable because all these questions and things are valuable because they raise awareness around what your binging was like and why you're doing what you're doing and the next time you go through a binge and purge scenario you can be much more alert to the triggers and thoughts that are driving you towards them and even if you don't fully stop binging you can at least start to um, notice where you could stop notice where you actually having the opportunity and here's one of the most important things it's painful at first but it's important Notice where you're making decisions that you could actually do differently, but you're still choosing to do that. You're still choosing to go ahead with binging. I talk about this a lot in my course, but a key piece of bulimia recovery is taking responsibility. And I always say this too, if you're not taking care of your basic needs, making choices in bulimia recovery that add to your recovery, gets really, really difficult. But after you are actually giving yourself enough food, giving yourself enough sleep, there are things to be addressed, and part of it are the choices that you're making and justifying binging in those scenarios. And if you raise your awareness, you will start to find I could stop if I wanted to. Sometimes you still won't, but at least do the um, at least now you can make choices of binging, realizing that you actually do have a choice there. You do have control, and you're opting for. Binging instead, it's a very eye opening experience. And the more often you do that, suddenly you might find you're sick and tired of choosing something that later you regret and you start to change. So it's sometimes a slow process, sometimes it's really quick. But the benefit of breaking down your binges is so you can be a lot more um, logical about it and almost treat it like a detective situation where you're finding out what caused it, not just blaming yourself and realizing there are thoughts and circumstances that are leading me towards this, how can I make small adjustments? And what I recommend that you do after you break down your binge and purge is that you come up with a few things you want to try for next time. Maybe your goal is just, I'm going to observe next time. See if my hypothesis is true. Watch for these points. I'm going to try to stay aware when I binge. And that can be a very um, worthy goal to go after. Or it can be, I'm gonna try to look out for these specific thoughts, these are what I think a lot, and I'm going to try to challenge them. Or I'm simply going to try to pause when I see the first warning trigger of, hey, we're, we're going to mindlessly eat these, or oh, I'm just curious what was in my fridge. That person, she said, um, I, I, the reason I got up to go get the carrots is because I thought, I just wanna see what's in the fridge that's like a code word for binge, right? It's what a lot of us use to get ourselves out of the chair, just to go Neander. it's so innocent. So another goal of yours could be when I hear the, I'm just gonna go peek into the fridge, that's our moment to pause and see that as the alarm bell that it is and go through the process of pausing. So um, anyway, I hope that this method has helped you. It's, a, you know, I'm I'm never, I always uh, listen to people's podcasts and they're so clear and clean. I'm a messy gal. Like I have a lot of thoughts going on in my head at once. So it's hard for me to explain things sometimes, but hopefully you were able to make sense of that. And hopefully you found it valuable. And if you, even if you just ask yourself a couple of the those questions, I think you'll find that you feel much more equipped for the next time you're going through a binge cycle. There are things within your control. It's you're not just at the mercy of the binges. And when you start raising your awareness around what's going on, it starts to get slower. I think binging, you start to see the little points that you're missing before. It's like you're watching a little bit more in slow motion and you have more opportunities to stop when you do that. So um, yeah, I hope this helps you try it out. If you did try it out, DM me on Instagram. I'd love to hear about it. Um, and other than that, I hope you guys have a great day. It's um, storming here in Florida. So hopefully you guys can't hear that either. Anyway, um, I hope you guys have a lovely Friday. Don't forget about the free course. It's completely free and it's really cool. Um, So I hope that you get value out of that as well. All right. Bye, my friend. Never give up on yourself.